0: This is the TRA Channel Podcast, What's the Opportunity? With Trevor Clark, Mark Isles and Tim Dillon. Hello everyone and welcome to the TRA Channel Podcast, What's the Opportunity? My name is Trevor Clark and joining me today is Mark Isles. Mr Isles, how are you doing?
1: Not too bad, Trevor, how are you?
0: Very good, very good. We've got a, a pretty... Interesting topic. At least for me, I really like this this sector uh, of the market. We're going to talk today the opportunity around SaaS accounting platforms in Asia Pacific and globally. Um, pretty pretty interesting stuff. I think the. Um, the uh, the market sizing for this is always very interesting. I, I mean, I just I was just having a look at some of the the global predictions around where things are going, um, and I've seen figures of just over 19 billion US in 2020, growing to you know over 20 billion in 2021 and then other people saying 300 billion in 2025 and you know it's 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 one of those classics um really depends on who you trust with their uh, <laughs> with their market sizing but i think we can we can comfortably say the the market is big and it's growing uh, i think there's some key things that we see in a, in a, in the world of accounting and financial systems particularly when it comes to the smb market um in that is just that digitization of business and that push across to, um, in particular, to to skip forward to adopting SaaS solutions um, for this. You've you've got some some huge examples globally of people being very successful with this. We zero is probably the easiest uh, example in the Asia Pacific region. NYOB being another, um, and then you've got your your, your QuickBooks, your into a QuickBooks conversations, FreshBooks. Um, but the thing that I would I would say is that often the and, and, you know, a lot of that is tied as well to um, many moves by uh, government tax agencies to start accepting um, uh, digital submissions of tax, um, particularly here in Japan, where I am, um, and also in other places across the region. It's it's driven a lot of um, accounting, accounting firms, bookkeepers, et cetera, to start, you know. Not having to, to print out documentation and send it across or, or print it out and fax it across even to to the the tax agency when they they submit quarterly or yearly um, you know but you've got a much more streamlined digital process in place now that's just really ramped yeah. up adoption of these platforms um, but it's the complexity of Every country's individual tax laws and accounting practices and standards often means that you see very different players, very different vendors in each of the different markets that you go around the Asia-Pacific region in particular. And I'll, I'll touch on that a bit today. Mm. Um, but today we're going to talk a little bit around who are those cool vendors cool vendors it's such a that's such a terrible phrase for it but we'll <laughs> use that today <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i think it's used by a few different people in the market but you know vendors that we like that are doing good things um is mm. perhaps not as not as catchy a phrase but <laughs> the ones we're going to talk about today um and potentially see what they what they present in terms of opportunity for channel partners in the region and you've got a yeah. couple that you want to talk about don't you
1: yeah for sure look and, and we love the smb market i think uh, anyone who's listened to our podcast before um you know the enterprise market is very well served and we spend a lot of time thinking about that but the smb market now just the ability of technology to allow smbs to do the types of things that only previously enterprises could do i think is going to be one of the most interesting shifts and you know i sort of talked you know, if you think about what SMBs are doing, there's a massive SaaS opportunity in the SMB marketplace. And we'll touch on, I think, some of the core SaaS vendors there. we touched on in previous podcasts, the managed services opportunity for partners. And we think that's big. And there's a lot of activity there with merger and acquisition of partners, figuring out how to get scale uh, into delivering services to SMB in a way that's profitable, because it's a, a much more diverse market. But when you think about SMBs themselves, we're really seeing this kind of move from from SMBs doing systems of record and just having CRM systems and finance systems and accounting things to really wanting to do things with systems of innovation and customer experience. And especially driven a little bit by COVID, right? Their workforce went remote. The customers want to engage digitally. What does a digital Mm. sales motion look like? And what are some of the tools that you can have to support that? And we've seen this massive ecosystem build up around that opportunity. And as you say, Asia's particularly, or Asia-Pacific's particularly unique. And I think you know I sit on the board actually of a uh, of a payroll vendor. <laughs> so yes. I do a little bit of work in the startup community. And we we have a system uh, for single touch payroll, which is a requirement of the ATO in Australia that you have to do single touch payroll and report. Every time you do a pay run, it has to be sent through an API into the into the ATO. But of course, that's only in Australia. So you end up with, with systems that are very unique by country. And that's very hard to do when you think about software and SaaS. Uh, but there are a number of very interesting players in this space.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and I, I, I really do like that point. And I, the point about moving to so the complexity, a eh, and the the uniqueness per country, but for sure, uh, I've I've seen that time and time again. And I've seen companies fail in that regard, just thinking that they can quite easily expand internationally. Um, you know, because yeah. hey, they're very successful somewhere. No, you've really got to tailor things, and then. Work with the accounting agencies and the CPAs are in that country, et cetera, et cetera, and the legalities of it all. It's 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 quite complex. We know tax is already complex, and you know trying to do that, um, building the software to to cater for it is 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 not easy. Um, but I do love, love that point around moving to you know systems of innovation, um, because I do think that the systems of record is still something which um, every SMB needs to do, but they're increasingly looking to say, well. Why do I need to do that and focus on that? Perhaps I can just outsource that to a managed service provider. And as you said, if a managed service provider can do, automate how they serve that to SMBs um, and do that um, in a system that allows them to scale with the, you know, the, the long tail of small businesses, um, they're in a much better position. And I think many of the accounting platforms do allow that, particularly if you look at SaaS at the moment. Um, and it's definitely a key thing when you're evaluating if you're going to bring on board a an accounting SaaS platform entering a new mm-hmm. market, or even in your current market, does it allow you to do that? You know, how well can you can you automate some of the processes that are involved with the admi- administration and the management of that, and the rollout to 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 your customers? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Really important questions for it. So anyway, what's the what's who do you, who do you want to talk about first of uh,
1: all? Yeah, a couple that I I thought I'd pick up. Uh, and again, I think and, and sort of where I'll touch on. So let me start with Zoho. Um, yep. So many many of you, I'm sure, have heard of Zoho, and we we actually, as, a, as an organization, use Zoho, so we are, we are a client. We're not being paid, this is not a sponsored segment. Uh, but if you, if you look at Zoho, the, the sort of the area that they've crafted out, and everyone sort of, I, I think, underestimates how big they are, but you're talking about an organization here with close to 10,000 employees, mm. um, 60 million users, uh, they've been around for about 25 years and they're in about 180 different countries if you look at their headline stats and they've mm-hmm. gone with that classic freemium model which is which frankly works very well uh, in that SMB segment and it's a reason i think when you look at some of the higher end vendors you know we can all name the kind of mid tier and 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 high tier core crm and system of record and accounting vendors that struggle to really kind of scale mm-hmm. down uh, and it's why we find the most successful smbs uh, smb Uh, So software developers are the ones that target specific applications for smb What You tend Mm -hmm. to see that kind of mid-market enterprise apps don't scale down well. The business models don't scale, the service heavy nature of them doesn't scale. Uh, and Zoho have done particularly well. So it's a freemium model you can start and you kick in. And then obviously they just charge more and more. You know, as you as you go through and you want more functionality, you need to, to obviously give them some money. So it's purely a you know, get the users in classic freemium model and then try and upsell them to a premium model. But what's interesting is they've expanded from core kind of you know contact database, which is you know sort of dumb CRM. Uh, Mm. into now doing projects and into doing HR. So there's competing in that kind of workday space, but in the SMB area, they're doing project oriented services, they do IT management. There's a whole bunch of modules in here and they're really starting to push out as that kind of ERP system because they're now doing finance as well for SMB. Mm which takes them into a different area from where Zero and the other guys are. So I think they're, they're in a, uh, obviously a very interesting space and they have a significant scale already and actually have been quite channel friendly. So I know they've got a, a whole bunch of channel partners where there is a model there. So seeing, mm-hmm. seeing huge growth at that low end for them, where there's really not many other people with the kind of breadth of modules that they have. So I think interesting opportunity for them in and, and, and good scale already.
0: Yeah, I, I like Zoho. I mean, I, I as you said, they do. They definitely do have a, a partner program there, and it's a, it's called a consulting partners program. So they're, they're channel friendly already, which you know some some SaaS players, as we know, I mean, Zoho's been around long enough that they've they've recognised it, and you typically see that that evolution of a of a startup SaaS player that doesn't do channel. Straight away they want to go direct yeah. with everything and just you know SAS for them equals a web browser and sign up with a credit card approach rather than thinking about it a little bit more broadly. Um, but I do like Zoho and as you said they've got they they definitely have a whole bunch of additional stuff which which uh, is unique. Um, I remember and and one of the other things that I've seen Zoho do. Um, be successful as well as with uh, just word of mouth um, advocacy and recommendations with them. One of the uh, I was talking with, uh, uh, doing a case study with, a, with an Indian company um, just a, a couple of months ago, and they. So I asked them, you know, well, where did you get your recommendations and who did you deploy? And they said, well, we have a. Uh, so they're a manufacturer and they've got a group of manufacturing companies that they have as as a as a network, and they all they're all on WhatsApp together. As a group, WhatsApp, he's just sent out a message today. Mm. Hey, has anyone got any recommendations? Zoho came back from from over fifty percent of them, and so he said, "You know, it was, that was it. Mm. Simply, that's that's what got us there." Um, and he had great things to say about it. Um, and obviously, that wasn't wasn't actually sponsored by Zoho in any way whatsoever, and neither any of this. So they yeah. they they yeah. have some some good word of mouth at the moment. Um, I do, I do wonder sometimes Zoho whether though they're the freemium model uh, kind of makes partners kind of go, well, what's the point? Where's the money? Um, I think sometimes, I think sometimes some of their partners are very small partners, individual consultants, for example, that work yeah. with very small businesses. So, you know, how do they change that to being far more, um, you know, scalable for a, a partner to make, um, you know, Quite a bit yeah. of money off them, I'm not sure. Yeah, exactly. uh, well,
1: it's, it's interesting contrast because if you take, um, I was also going to talk obviously about HubSpot. So, if you think about where a lot of, mm. uh, you know, obviously seeing huge success, good growth in their share price, um, you know, so very successful business and so really tapping into that area where a lot of small and medium businesses want to be, which is they want to figure out how to do digital marketing. It's about customer acquisition. So, the mm. big initiatives that, you know, the large banks and everyone else does around digital customer acquisition, just being able to scale that down. Uh, yep. And very interesting business model, rich set of applications that can do social media tracking and obviously uh, run all of your targeted marketing programs. The opportunity there—they've got quite a successful channel program—and uh, again, not you know, we're not sponsored by yeah. them. But if you think about uh, why that's successful, is a lot of those partners that they have are actually agencies. Yep. So, you've got the ability for those types of organizations to pick up the agency and the creative and the collateral style work that goes along with that, plus the website design work. So, the channel opportunity is much broader. And, much mm-hmm. as it's not what we would think of as a traditional IT channel partner, yeah. uh, there's a much stronger channel attached to that because you can bolt more services around it. And I think that might be the difference with uh, with where we see Zoho. But again, seeing a lot of traction from HubSpot, a lot of interest from people just being able mm-hmm. to manage those kinds of digital campaigns. And at the end of the day, we all want to drive more customers, right? You talk to money. You know, we do enough surveys, right? In the enterprise space and in SMB, number one, you know, out of the top three always is, you know, acquiring new customers. So it's customer acquisitions, customer retention, you know, it's mm. they're always in that top three. So being able to do that digitally now, especially with COVID, uh, mm. see, see really good, strong, continued growth for HubSpot. And there's a degree of uh, uh an, an ability for them to actually be do be able to do that across Asia Pacific, much as it needs quite a bit of tailoring. It's not as hard to do as things like payroll and accounting.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean I I like uh, the thing I like about HubSpot as well. I mean yes, they're, they're typically focused on smaller, which is okay, but they they do do as you said, they take they take those concepts of, you know, omnichannel, um customer onboarding, all those okay. wonderful things. I mean, I'm even reading about them talking about things like revops and and you know, how they can support a revops team, etc and all this sort of stuff, you know, which yeah, is kind wow. of a, if anyone doesn't know revops, yeah. it's a it's a, a a structure for your software company typically um, and bringing marketing and um, customer experience or customer success yeah. um, people together much closer and sales together much closer uh, doing it a little bit of a different way but they're very good at that I do I do like what they do um, yeah. now you had one more one more didn't you? Uh,
1: I did actually one um, that i sort of was quite close to was monday.com okay. uh, so again re- recent IPO uh, and tapping into that kind of the area between where classically we've had these kind of productivity suites, which which were great for you know putting presentations together and you know you know find me an SMB that doesn't have an Excel spreadsheet, you know there's you know, there's, you know um, PowerPoint presentations, but they tapped into that actually what we need to do is actually to figure out how to work better together in more effective ways with lightweight dashboards and so uh, it, it's actually a, a, an application that, that i've used and i actually use with some of the clients in some of our engagements so i've got some first-hand experience and there's there's a number of other tools again it's not to promote one or the other but where they're tapping into is that ability lightweight SaaS applications priced competitively uh, with really clear use cases on being able to manage projects especially with remote teams for small and yep. medium businesses so, you know so super easy to use. you can just set it up. you can say, yes, this is this project is completed. No, it's not. Fred's doing this. you know Joanne's doing that. super lightweight, easy to customize, low training requirements, you know just tapping mm-hmm. into that kind of you know how do we do things more effectively and more quickly. So yeah. even just tracking things like your management meetings and just saying who who agreed to do what and taking notes, you need mm-hmm. really and I think there's a great market for these kind of lightweight SaaS apps. and I'll, and I'll say to everybody, not necessarily this one, but for SMBs, looking for really smart SaaS applications that can help them with their business. You know, low cost, easy to implement, very little training required. You know, users can just get into it themselves. You know, we're not, no one's doing classroom-based training anymore for these apps, All right? They've got to be, you've got to be able to just pick it up and use it straight away. Uh, I think there's a good market for that. And they tapped into some quite nice use cases there. And certainly they're seeing some good growth.
0: Mm, they've they've certainly been on the uh the advertising trail that's for sure (laughs) even here in in japan they're they're coming across quite strongly with it at the moment as well okay Um, i think you've just hit on something as well which which i think is is really important when you're doing this i I don't think uh, so personally for me as a small business owner and and i think this is a trend that you start to see a lot more is um so so for example, Monday.com isn't necessarily a pure um, accounting SaaS platform. It, as you said, it does a whole lot of other stuff and is perhaps much better known for all those other things. But it's bringing together multiple SaaS solutions for those smaller businesses and those medium sized businesses, I think is becoming far more critical today. So not just rolling out you know, an accounting platform for them, but how does that then integrate with your CRM? How does that then integrate with... Yeah. Everything else that you're doing. And you do start to see that. So Zoho is a great example of that expansion. You know, they they do have Zoho books, but then they also have the project management stuff. They have uh, you know, the yeah. CRM approach to it. And you start to see that from all the different kinds of um SaaS vendors that have been pretty successful. Freshworks is another example. They're they're mm, they're an, yeah. a CRM-based one. They don't necessarily do accounting at the moment. Um you know, or, or HR sort of functions, but a similar sort of thing. Their functionality starts to expand into a broader set of how you manage your business. So as a channel partner, you kind of have to pick the ones which are obviously have market momentum and, and attraction to the customers themselves and make it profitable for you. But in, in addition to that, it's also, well, A, do they have the feature set that allows me to to address a whole bunch of broader use cases for my clients or yeah. how well does it integrate with other ones, which I can come in and ah. do, I, do I have best of breed to do that?
1: Um, exactly. I was just going to touch on that point, which is as we start to see this proliferation of, of, not necessarily single purpose, but very specific applications solving specific use cases, typically for SMBs. Mm. You'll see this kind of growth of SMBs adopting more of these type style SaaS platforms. That gives you data in a whole bunch of different places. Now that's something enterprises can deal with well because you can take Apogee and Dell Boomi and you can start to do API level integration. SMBs aren't doing a lot of API level integration of their apps. Yeah. Um, but there's an opportunity there for partners to be able to say, well, actually now you've got all these different systems as an SMB. How do we put a layer over the top of this app allows you to look at that customer experience or your tracking and trending in a way that's cost effective for SMB. So obviously, the more you kind of silo these applications, the harder it becomes to actually have a single picture of your organization. So that in itself, I think, I think the more we see success and traction of, of these purpose purpose built sort of uh, SMB uh, SaaS platforms, I think there's going to create more opportunity there for partners to add value on top of those stacks.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so I want to talk about. Uh, so I'm going to introduce a couple more uh, as well um, because there's just there are literally so many, uh, and this is something yeah. I think as as um, really critical depending on where you are in the world. So if you're if you're in Southeast Asia or in any one of those countries, uh, countries there you, you'll be very familiar with you know your grabs of the world and your your gojeks in Indonesia, for example, as well. But it's also important to know that they have additional. Um, particularly for retailers or for merchants, they have uh, solutions that people can use uh, to do that and to manage their finances, manage their invoicing, managing their drivers, et cetera. So there's a whole bunch of those sorts of applications, and many of that a lot of that is direct, but there's also partnering opportunities there as well. Um in In Indonesia, for example, if you're looking for accounting specific sort of stuff, there's probably two that I would really call out as as a starting point, and and many of these have had VC funding recently. and it's still still very low in terms of penetration uh, there, but Sleeker is one, so s l e k r, one of those typical, Startup names—they—they—they <laughs> are—they are—they are doing a pretty good job and and have uh, have quite a bit of uh, success recently. And the other one um, is Journal, um, spelled J U R N A L, which is the um, of course the well, that's actually Indonesian <laughs> spelling for it, Bahasa spelling for it. So that's that's not so bad. Fair enough. I don't <laughs> mind that one as well. But they're there are a couple of the more popular ones um, and far more well known than some of the the international brands. Um, obviously, we're talking here SMB. Um. So they're 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 perhaps ones to to consider and how well they go um, in, in India, uh, as you said, a very good example. Zoho is an excellent example of that. You've got a couple of other ones which are which are performing really really well. Tally is one. So T A L L Y, which has been doing exceptionally well. I think they've they've, they've hit one point five million customers recently. Um, which is a good result for them, and the other one is RealBooks, which is which is pretty well known, um, doing quite well. Uh, similarly, you know, they started as the, the accounting approach and, and expanding out to others. Um, if you're if you if you do have customers which are super um, uh, focused on open source, which is you know perhaps a little bit less in in the SMB world, then there's actually one called GNU Cash. Um, which someone may be able Ooh, to okay. to turn into a, a, a you know a Red Hat style services uh, play around open source. That's actually one there as well. Um, the the three though that I do think are perhaps growing the fastest I've seen any accounting companies grow um, except for zero in the last couple of years uh, are the Japanese ones. Um, and there's about five of them, five or six in the market at the moment, which are which are growing. All of them, um, you know, at mm. around thirty percent, and this is because the tax agency set off um, accepting digital e-tax, you know, set up uh. an e-tax system around four years ago, five years ago, and it's just it's just completely changed the market, um, and it's the so accounting platforms are now the biggest share of SaaS. Um, in the J- Japanese market at the moment. Um, and many of these guys are all listed on the Tokyo Stock Exchange. Um, so you have, for example, free FR eee um is a is a is a very popular one they just got uh, six I think around 60 million uh, USD investment this year um, listed on the exchange doing exceptionally well for theirs um and similar they've they've done exactly the same thing you start with one particular functionality around HR accounting and now they have multiple areas of it um, they're probably one of the more famous ones, money forward, um, which kind of started as a, as a payments sort of solution has moved into a whole range of different areas. Now is a, is a huge company, um, listed on the stock exchange. Um, you know, they're, they've, they've, uh, I think they've got 160,000 different customers at the moment. Um, a whole range of different, uh, different solutions that, uh, that they, they provide through, um, you know, excellent, excellent, um, excellent. Domestic uh, customer references up, 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 uh, across a whole range of of areas, um, you know, huge. Actually, doing very very well in that regards. Um, and another one uh, mm. that I that I do like is a company called Rackus. Now, Rackus, Rakus R A K U S is uh, they they don't have a sort of a core accounting platforms, but they do travel and expenses reconciliation and management um
1: okay yeah.
0: um listed as well um 33% growth consistently in the last four or five years they've gone from around 500 customers in 217 to over 8000 now um huge growth they 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 they're suggesting that um uh, there's around a hundred thousand companies as their total addressable market in Japan, um, and they're going for two hundred thousand of those. So they they're still expecting in the next few years to to double growth uh, again, um, and that's just in the SMB market itself. Um, their their statistics, which our research here in Japan would would agree, is that you've still got roughly two thirds of the market using paper or Excel spreadsheets yeah. to, to do most of their expenses management in particular.
1: Yeah, Same in Japan. Japan's been noted, sort of notorious yeah. or, for it, for its lack of, uh, of of SaaS application adoption. Right, <laughs> so many for a country that's so advanced technologically in so many areas, uh, it just wasn't in terms of software adoption, to get that SMB space in Japan. Right.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so, so things have just, um, you know, the 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 tax officers, e tax approach to doing things um covid and remote working although it's not as extensive as it should be there's still a lot of people going into offices and you know paper based forms and workflows and stuff um has though driven a lot of interest in um you know digital documentation and sharing and, and and approvals of documentation and you know contract signing and that sort of thing as as there's been a whole lot of growth there that's sta- stimulating saas adoption uh, across yeah. the market there um you know so there's there's and they're probably three of as I said, there's others, Yayoi, um, Omura Daijin, there's there's a whole bunch of um of other organic, local organic SaaS players, which it's gonna be really hard for them to expand internationally just because of the way that the the complexity of the way they run Japanese businesses here. Um yeah. but but you know if you are looking at how you can expand internationally, then you do, as I said, just to reinforce that point, you've got to look local, local SaaS. You know, in your catalog or in your in your portfolio, um, it's, it's it's particularly if you want to go into an SMB market, um, you have to have it the the SaaS solutions that are uh, most popular and and proving the most momentum in those markets. It just makes common sense, but time and time again, I, I see people make that mistake, um, you know, of of just thinking, hey, we can just take you know our own you know our current. Our current vendor list, or our current partnerships or alliances with vendors into another country—it just doesn't work. It really just doesn't work. Occasionally, yeah. it will, you know, if if they transcend and they're you know they're an AWS or a Microsoft size, Salesforce perhaps to a bit less, but still there. Um, then yeah, sure. Um, and that's particularly in enterprise. But when it comes to SMB, not you've you've got to really learn what the what the local yeah. desire SaaS players are. Yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, that's that's uh, that's the accounting landscape. There's so many more um, that are that are out there at the moment. But they're some of the 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 players that we thought were kind of interesting at the moment, particularly in the in the in the in the region, in the Asia Pacific region. So um, we'll touch on some other core areas for, for SMBs, um, some, looking at some other cool vendors. Um, I think we might look at things like POS, uh, point of sale, mm. um, or even marketing platforms. You mentioned HubSpot seemed a really good one for that too. Um, uh, in the next few weeks. So um, Mark, thanks for thanks for sharing today. No, great to chat Raman. We'll leave it there and thanks very much everyone for listening. This was the TRA. IT Channel Podcast, what's the opportunity? Looking at SaaS accounting platforms across Asia Pacific. We'll catch you next time. Have a great week.